we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. I'm recording this on a beautiful Friday. It is Friday, April 10th, 2020, which means we've been home for almost a month quarantined. Um, for those of you who are maybe listening to this episode, I don't know, let's say a year from now. Remember that time that we were quarantined? That was so, so crazy. <laughs> for those of you listening in real time, this is crazy. Uh, but this morning, I, I got off to a slightly different start than usual. We are very quickly running out of coffee beans, which is clearly um, a different state of emergency, but one that is um, very close to home. So I drove to Merit Coffee, which is one of my favorite shops here in, in Austin. They have a few locations throughout Texas, more than a few. Anyway, um, I was waiting for my curbside delivery, my beans and my cold brew, and I was looking around and a woman pulled up next to me um, in scrubs and a face mask, and then a policeman showed up, and then my my barista came out to deliver the coffee, and he had a face mask and gloves on, and um, you know it's the sweet barista that's always there. It's like you know the the constant, the rock. Gosh, I just I drove out of the parking lot like almost in tears, just experiencing this bittersweet combination of gratitude for that doctor and that policeman and that barista and and everyone else who's helping us keep keep the world afloat and and also just sadness like sadness and sorrow that we are in this situation right now so yeah so i did what what anyone um, would do in that situation to shake it off i listened to about 12 Drake songs back to back as I drove through my favorite Austin neighborhoods, all the places that I miss. I had to go just put my eyes on <laughs> those places and drink my coffee. And 
It helped me feel better. It also um, reminded me that I know so many Drake lyrics. I, I don't know how that works. There's lots of things. I couldn't, the other day, I couldn't remember my social security number, but I know like every word to best I ever had. So some fun facts about me, I suppose. And, and now here we are. We've been talking about some pretty high level conceptual stuff here on the podcast so far, right? We've talked about the whole dieting versus non-dieting thing, where weight loss fits in with not dieting. And so today I want to get a little bit more granular and introduce you to the nutritional freedom goal setting process so that you can really start taking these higher level concepts and translate them into action. Actions that help you create more consistency in your nutrition and your health habits in a way that ultimately aligns with your values. Okay. Now, before we get too far into this, I do want to let you know that we've created a very handy worksheet that goes along with this episode, which you can find linked in the show notes below. So, um, if you're driving, come back to it. If you're, you know, at your desk, you can go ahead and download the worksheet now and, and take notes as, as you're listening. So let's, let's get into it. Because if you're here, you probably want more out of life. You want more health, more confidence. You want a bigger and better life overall. And I don't know about you, but I just, I get so lit up when I spend time with people who feel this way, people who are really active participants in their own lives. And so if you're listening to this, if you stumbled upon this goal setting podcast, then that is probably you. And I just appreciate you being here. I appreciate who you are. Uh, it's it's so awesome. But you know, you may also recognize that the way that you've set goals in the past hasn't been fruitful, especially if you find yourself recycling the same goals every year. So you know, probably usually happens in January, and by the time April, May, or June roll around, you're not even thinking about those goals you set just a few months ago at the beginning of the year. So I want to start today's episode on health goals and how to set them with where people go wrong with goal setting. And and what I'm going to offer you is a process that really addresses all of these, these missteps, okay? So let's just run through them real quick, and then we'll dive into each one and really talk about what this kind of misstep or pitfall is all about and, of course, what to do about it, how to, how to combat that and overcome it. Okay, so first mistake or misstep is not knowing your values, which leads to setting goals with shallow roots. So you set a goal, but you don't really think about why or the ultimate reason why it why it matters and why achieving this goal will impact your life. Okay, number two is focusing only on outcome goals and not behavior goals. This is a really big one, and I think it will blow your mind to to understand how these two things work together. Number three is not creating a system for checking in and evaluating progress, right? This is one of the number one reasons why I see people recycling the same goals every new year. Number four is not setting goals at all. And in doing so, you just fail yourself ahead of time. All right. This is a, a really big one. So I definitely want to spend some time digging into that. Okay. So again, we're going to shift gears a little bit now, now that you know the four biggest mistakes and talk about a goal setting process that really addresses each of those missteps so that you can really finally go from goal setting to goal getting. Okay. 
All right. All right. Sorry. I just, I, I had, I had to say it. I had to do it. It's a catchy rhyme. It was just, it was just waiting for me. All right. Let's start with the solution to mistake number one. You'll remember mistake number one is not knowing your values and then setting goals with shallow roots as a result. Okay. So in all of our programs and foundations and in freedom with all of our clients, we encourage our clients to set goals with their values in mind. All right. So your values are what's important to you in life. They're what you want your life to be about. And taking action that's in alignment with your values really gives those actions a lot of meaning. All right. I'm going to give you an example of the difference. So let's say you set a goal to exercise three times a week. You may do all the things, right? You may join a new gym and block off your calendar, but what you don't do is spend time into digging into why this goal is important to you beyond the fact that you know you want to you know, work out to lose weight, let's say. So when your alarm clock goes off at 6 a.m., it is really easy for you to snooze and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or one workout doesn't matter, you know, whatever, whatever you tell yourself there, right? Now let's tie that same goal to one of your values. Let's say that through this process, through the worksheet, you discover that freedom is one of your values. Right now, you don't feel very free in your body. Maybe your your joints are achy and stiff and you're just, you're uncomfortable mentally and physically in your body. And you know that exercise helps with all of that. So when your alarm clock goes off at 6 a.m. for your workout class, your mind goes to that value of freedom because you've made that connection, right? And it's way easier to choose to show up for yourself in that moment. You're able to think about the bigger picture. You know that this is more than just, you know, burning calories or losing weight. And, and it means more than just staying cozied up in your snuggly bed, right? So values and goals are different, but both are really important as you're, you know, embarking upon your health journey in potentially a new way, right? So unlike values, which are ongoing and never really accomplished, goals are things that you can obtain while living out your values. So you cannot check the box next to freedom, it's something that must be consistently pursued if, if that's one of your values. But you can check the box each week on, on working out three times a week, right? So goals you can be obtained. They are concrete, achievable events, situations, or objects. You, you can check the box on a goal. And once you know your values, you can set goals that inch you along that value-driven path. And you can create a lot of meaning in your life. So I just want to be very, very clear here that every goal you set should tie back to one of your core values. And this is something that you'll explore in the worksheet linked in the show notes. All right. Mistake number two, focusing only on outcome goals and not behavior goals. So we all know one of the most common goals is weight loss. And you probably know it's not enough to set a goal to just lose weight this year. You know, you've, you've heard all about the smart framework, making goals specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. So you're like, all right, I'm not just going to say I want to lose weight. I'm going to say I want to lose 15 pounds by the end of 2020, and you're on your way, right? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Smart goals are great. I think they're really important, but weight loss is not a behavior. It's an outcome. And it's great to know the outcome you want, whether that's weight loss or getting a promotion or getting into grad school. In all of these situations, there are so many factors at play that make it so you're not 100% in control of the outcome. 
All right? So I encourage our clients to include both outcome and behavior goals. Now, if you're in the full focus planner world, or maybe you're familiar with Michael Hyatt's work, another way of framing this that that might make more sense to you is achievement and habit goals, right? Um, Speaking of full focus planner, that's like my favorite tool of 2020 so far for planning and productivity and goal setting and all that. So I'm going to include a link to that down below as well. But anyway, so you can keep your SMART outcome goal around weight loss or grad school or promotion, whatever it is. But what I'm more interested in for you are the behavior goals that will actually get you there. Okay. So in this situation, that may include turning your weekly one-on-ones into walking meetings, or as I'm recording this right now in quarantine, walking during your phone meetings or your Zoom calls. Another um, action goal or a behavior goal you could set for yourself would be to plan your meals ahead of time on Sunday. Um, Or maybe another goal is to implement a morning routine five out of seven nights a week to secure better, better sleep. So for every achievement goal you set, you need to have some behavior goals backing those up. This leads us right into mistake number three, which is not creating a system for checking in and evaluating progress. So in our programs, we talk about creating relationships with your goals. And I'm going to do an entire episode on this topic alone, but I want to just quickly explain what this means. So your health goals are not crockpot chili. You cannot just set it and forget it, right? Goal setting is more than just writing down 10 things you want to happen this year on December 31st in a journal and then putting the journal away and never looking at it again. You have to participate in the relationship of your goals. You need to develop processes for the day-to-day doing of your goals. So if from our previous example, one of your goals is to plan your meals ahead of time on Sundays, what process or processes... processes, I sound like a scientist, uh, need to be in what processes need to be in place for you to make that happen. So you need to block off time on your calendar. Maybe you need a specific cookbook or my component meal prep guide. How are you going to ensure that that Sunday meal planning actually happens? So not only do you need a process for the actual you know, actioning of your goal, you also need a process for assessing progress, checking in, and ultimately setting new goals because you're not just goal setting now, you're also goal getting. Okay, we had to say it one more time. All right, I promise I'll never say it again. I also recommend you spend some time thinking about what self-compassion looks like for you in the event that you miss the mark from time to time. And and just as a spoiler alert, like this is going to happen because that's just how life works. You're going to be traveling one Sunday, which will mess with your schedule, or they're not going to have certain ingredients in the grocery store. And I, I always tell our clients that the goal of goals is not to be perfect. So when things don't go according to plan, and I really mean when, it's not if, it's when, how will you objectively assess what happened And offer yourself kindness and understanding instead of judgment, all right? Because when you judge yourself in this situation, it's not productive. It's not going to help you be better. It's probably just going to result in you giving up on the goal or giving up on the process. And and that's not helping you move forward, all right? So as I'm saying all this, I'm I'm making a mental note that we should probably do an entire episode on on self-compassion because it's that important of a concept. All right, let's move on to the final mistake, which is the biggest deal of all, and that is not setting goals in the first place. Now, 
I get it. Setting goals makes space for failure because it creates the possibility that you won't hit your goal. But wanting to improve in some area of your life and then not setting a clear goal and then not making progress is just failing yourself ahead of time. It's it's just failing in advance. So yes, you may fail in pursuit of your goals. But I want to encourage you to approach this with a growth mindset. And I want you to commit to yourself that whether you accomplish your goal or not, that you're committed to learning something along the way. Not to mention the fact that, you know, 80% improvement, let's say, is is better than none at all, right? 15% improvement is better than none at all. And again, the goal of goals is not to be perfect. If you have been resistant to setting goals, I want you to think about why that is. Maybe you didn't have a process, all right? Well, now you do. Maybe you're tired of recycling the same goals every year. And hopefully now you can see why that happened and and grow from those missteps. Maybe you expected perfection out of yourself and felt like, if I can't nail these goals 100%, I might as well not even try. So if this is you, I encourage you to reframe the way you look at failure and to consider the difference between failing through action versus inaction, all right? So one last point before I let you go, listening to this podcast and feeling inspired and motivated is awesome. It's, it's amazing. I spend a lot of time listening to a lot of podcasts, feeling inspired and motivated, and it's, I mean, truly one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies. But real transformation comes through action, all right? So I want you to head to the show notes down below. I want you to download this worksheet and start setting some goals. Okay, that is all I've got for you today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review. Post a screenshot on Instagram and tag me. I seriously love hearing from you. I love learning about what you're learning about through the podcast. This has been so much fun. So thank you for being here and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.